You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summer Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal, and your host of this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. And today I have with me repeat guest and owner of the Savage Moose in Kenmore, Washington, and Off the Rails Bar and Grill, Off the Rails Sports Pub, I believe, in Bellevue, Mr. Dan Flitch. Dan, all right, all right. thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, man. So is this like Saturday Night Live? Am I like starting to get on the list? You're on the list. Mm, I'm, yeah. I want to just compete with Dan Chapman. If I okay. can get up to yeah. where he's at. Then I'll if you have there. Dan Chapman's rotation of information right. and constant rotation of things changing, yeah. then we're, and right now we do... Because we are happy Cinco de Mayo, by the way. Thank you. Yep, happy Cinco de Mayo. And, and, and we are where I said we'd be on Cinco de Mayo. Let me remind you that. I mean, it was. I was hoping. Yeah. I was, ho- I was hoping for a beautiful Easter. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. Cinco de <laughs> Mayo didn't happen. Easter, yeah. yeah, great Easter. Beautiful, beautiful Easter. Easter. Yeah. Didn't happen. Right. But the reason we're doing this podcast now, critically, is because. So many of the small businesses now know what the deal is opening up wise. You own two restaurants slash bars. Mm-hmm. You're technically categorized as a restaurant. You kind of know roughly when you're going to be able to open up. You know roughly your capacity. And I want to take this podcast and kind of work through the mechanics of that. Does this reopening work for you? I mean, as best it can. How do you make it work so let's get into that. So what do you think? When, when do you think you'll be able to open up your two restaurants? Um, so the earliest they could possibly open up would be, according to Governor Inslee, our fearless leader, um, is the 20... 20- <laughs> Thank you. Um, just going to let that sit. Just going to let that go. The 25th of May. Yep. Um, but he's already extended us to the basically the 1st of June being the earliest that things would go. So sometime between the 25th of May and 1st of June, I'm guessing we have the opportunity to open up. So what is that gap? What's that week gap? Why is that there? Why do you have that there kind of mentally? Because I don't believe he would ever push something earlier than a deadline because in the polls that would sit poorly with the um, save every life strategy he's taken. Right, with the constituents that he is... Kind with the of. ones who don't have any money-making ventures at all in their lives. Yeah. Right. Not not small business owners. Right, exactly. That's kind of the bottom line. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not every business owner in the entire state. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you and I have talked. I've been... I've been kind of, because I run a podcast, I have to kind of be fairly neutral in my stance. I felt like you were a little bit too neutral. Like, honestly, I was listening to you talk about uh, the governor, and I was like, wow, is he going to vote for Inslee? That, it, it, I, was, I was concerned by that, but I get yeah. it. You've got to balance. I've got to balance it, and, and, yeah. I, and, and I've had comments of, hey, you know, you said this guy has a tough job to do, which he does have oh, no a tough doubt job about to it. do. I mean, yeah. super difficult, easy to shut it down way harder to open it back up. Mm-hmm. So I try and give him as many breaks as I can. But after last week where we had one news conference, which was an absolute bust and zero information was given out. Right. And then the second one, it's kind of like, come on, you got to do something. You've got people here really suffering financially. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that classic struggle of, do you just let her rip like Georgia has, which I don't think is the great, answer either 
Do you have people protesting like California? How about the... Um, and Michigan's doing that. Michigan too, is doing that as well. Yeah. How about we've got Snohomish County, the sheriff, not enforcing the stay-at-home order. And, and hair getting cut. Hair getting hair cut. Getting cut. Stag Barbershop in Snohomish, Washington. And I have, I have a soft spot in my heart for Snohomish, Washington. Go Panthers. Yeah, but, I, uh, I do too. I, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. I, I lived up there for 10 years of my childhood, Lord's Hill and Kenwanda Golf Course. And Did went, you see the picture on the article about the barbershop, though? I mean, there were people lying around the block. Yeah, that was... So he that barber, Brad Martin, I think it is, is his I, name? I, yeah. I, I think that's it. I think that's yeah. it. He stag barbershops in Homish, Washington. That's where you want to go if you want to get your haircut in Western Washington. Oh, yeah. Lying around the block, he had 140 complaints to departmental licensing over the weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, 140. That guy's cutting hair and he shouldn't be. Hmm. Which, so. which I get because now you're in a position where you are running a business with zero protocol. Mm hmm. In. But everybody going into that business is aware that you're running that business with zero protocol. And all of them have been living through this lockdown and knowing yeah. exactly what's at stake. And it's almost like maybe he's taking the approach of, hey, we are all reasoning adults. And we all know the whole story, or at least as much of it as the media is spinning it to. So we know what we're being told. And... I'm going to open it up knowing these risks and knowing that every customer who comes into my business is aware of the risk that they're taking to come in. So it's consenting adults doing business. And at the end of the day, I would wonder how many of the complaints about him being open and cutting hair. I'd be really curious to see the percentage that were coming from other salons that want to be open. Yeah, but, but don't are, have the guts to mad. do it. Yeah. Or, um, you know, then you've got the people in their cave who are just like, you can't do that. And, you know, it's at the end of the whole thing, I really think that we're really getting that tipping point where, again, I am very much of a, hey, give us all the information. Let us make a great decision for the health and safety of our customers and our uh, selves. And let's give an opportunity with some guidance to do business. So give us the health information we need to have. Yeah. Tell us the equipment that needs to be in place to best protect people that are willing to take the risk to come out and let's do business. Because at the end of the day, I, I believe we're a nation of adults who are capable of making decisions. Like if I'm walking down the street at 2 a.m. and there's a dark alley where I can't necessarily see what's going on in there or there's a well-lit street that I can walk down I'm going to pick the well-lit street. I look at the situation, I determine what my risk factors are, and I make a decision. I really think we've lost faith in America to be able to do that. Like, if I'm walking down the street and I see a group of a bunch of people having a party in the middle of the street, all uh, doing the lambada and, like, you know, what, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, and just, just sweating on each other and just, right. you know, just coughing in their faces together. Right. You know what? I'm probably... Like it used to be. Right. I'm going to avoid yeah. that crowd. Like, I don't know where yeah. our ability as reasoning humans got thrown by the wayside where we have to be told what to do. And what's weird is how quickly... Such a large percentage of people have accepted our liberties that. and our rights. Just right. oh hey yeah, go go for it. And I'm not like a let's all go out and buy our guns and just hunker down no. and then do whatever we want. I'm just saying, 
do people realize like they think we're all in this together, but really it's more of a I've accepted what I'm told without question is what it looks like more to me. Yeah. And I'm like, and that said, where has critical thinking gone? I, I don't know. So do you think the data right now that we're using to make our decisions in Washington, is it clear cut enough for you to say, hey, I should be able to open up full tilt right now? Um, if I open up, I'm not going to be opening up full tilt because I have the fear factor in the group that's uh, my population that would come to the so bar. So no matter what, you're not opening up full tilt is the bottom line. Right. I, yeah. I may want even to even and have all open, intent. Yeah. Even if you're widely open, no restrictions, your business is going to be cut by? I have no idea. 75%? Yeah. 50%? I think there'd be an initial burst yeah. and then it would be and slow. Be a back off. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really look at it and I see it as, you know, as a business, it's the same for you. Like if you know that you're going to do more appraisals or get more real estate uh, deals done, if all of your people are wearing uh, Summit Realty uh, hazmat suits whenever they're out in public, well, you're going to get all your people in hazmat suits and there's a cost for that. So if yep. I have to build, you know, like uh, penalty boxes for my bartenders and have just a slot so they can sh shove a drink out and, you know, have two people employed to do nothing but walk around with spray bottles all the time, that's a cost I'm going to have to keep doing business. And those are all things I've got to factor into whether it even makes sense and how I need to pivot my business to be able to make it actually something that can be profitable again there's a lot of questions that need to be answered and so have, have you had any directive on what that's going to look like uh no not really i i'm from wisconsin originally so i was reading uh article the bartenders and bar owners in wisconsin had presented in terms of hey let's go to the state legislature and the governor and talk about how we see us being able to reopen and the steps we're willing to take to make that happen. And I kind of looked at their guidance for it and some of the things that they were volunteering to do really match what I'm sure are going to come from ours. They were saying 50% occupancy, yeah. you know, and, you know, do and people that's, need And that's 50% occupancy for in, restaurants in phase two. Right. And then 25% occupancy in bar areas and bars right in phase three so the difference between you have two restaurants right that also have bars in them but you are categorized as restaurants yeah and i've been looking i haven't seen any clear guidance on even that where it's like hey most restaurants have a bar area so yeah when he says restaurants can open does that mean my restaurant seating only can open or does it mean because I'm a restaurant with a spirits license, I can open at 50% occupancy and it's impending, whatever. It's, it's my job to make sure that I've got social distancing Depending structures set you. up everywhere yeah. in my business. Right. So can people sit at the bar if they're six feet apart? Yeah. Or are they not allowed in the bar area and only in the restaurant area? There's been yeah. no clear guidance on that. And maybe because... Um, Governor Inslee is so – you know how he is. He's like, hey, we're going to have a press conference to talk about the guidance and the phases. We're going to – Hey, we're going to have phases. We're going to phase and, in and the And now phasing. we're going to tell you about the phases in yeah. the third press conference this week. So he may not have even thought of it yet or he may have the guidance and it's just – he's going to have five press conferences before he announces it. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I feel like – Again, I still don't even understand the gloves thing. Like, if you're washing your hands all the time, 
Um, wash your hands. Yeah. If you're not touching your hands to your face and you're washing your hands, aren't you keeping yourself just as clean as you are if you're wearing gloves? I thought it dissipated faster on porous surfaces than it does on... Plastic. Yeah. yeah so Plastic or rubber. So what, yeah. what is the deal with the gloves? That's something no one's really asked or explained yet. But it's like people think they're more protected if they wear them. Is that something I'm going to need to have my people do? Nobody's been clear on that yet. Um, and, it, and there probably won't be any real clear data on anything that you actually have to do. It'll just be kind of looking around at other states going, what are they doing? Right. Those guys. Oh, that well, seems that like seems a reasonable thing. Well, that seems to be how thing. we're that's, doing it Yeah, that's how we're doing it to now. Finish. Yeah. Like the construct, you and I talked about the construction industry going back to business. Right. But they have a 31 point, I think it's 31 point safety list of guidelines. And those guidelines, if you follow them, basically violate OSHA. A lot of OSHA standards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we want you to violate OSHA because we don't want you to get... The Rona. And that's and that's a simple matter of how much weight people are having to support because you can't have other people working next to them, like all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, those guys build nuts. stuff. Yeah. And it doesn't the safety protocols don't necessarily work. Right. So okay, I, so, yeah. so you're thinking May um when are you thinking again? May I'm hoping for May twenty fifth, but yep. thinking it's gonna be June first, June first, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and, and then you would open up at fifty percent capacity, which for me is fortunate. Like both of my uh, places have pretty high uh, square footage, so my fire code occupancy is such where I'm not going to be hugely curtailed. Like, I mean, in Bellevue, I would be able to have a hundred people in my facility. And that may not even be reasonable to do that and have social distancing. So, Does that count like outdoor seating at all? Um, that place, we don't have any outdoor seating. There. If you did, how does that get handled? Yeah, once you let them in the venue, whether it's your patio or your bar, it's not like I could put a bunch out on the patio. Because okay. if, if something catches on fire, they got to go through my bar to get right. out. The, so, so that number still counts towards your I'm sorry, occupancy. Let me correct that through my restaurant to get out. Yeah, no, definitely don't say not bar. A bar. Yeah. yeah. Bar eliminated right, yeah. from here on out because exactly. that puts you that at phase, phase three. three. Exactly, and that's when that's when we think gyms are going to go, right? Yeah, and Ugh. and I don't understand. So salons are in phase two, right? Uh, hair salons are in phase two. Yes, hair and nail salons and slash barbers are in phase two, but, but gyms, gyms are in phase three. I don't yeah. understand that. Recreational facilities, less than 50% capacity, gyms, public pools, etc. Clearly the gym lobby in Olympia Ugh. wasn't as strong as the hair salon And yet, lobby. With, the, with, with President Trump, the gym lobby right there, day one. Right, they were in phase they one, were phase they? one, yeah. yeah. And that was 24-hour fitness, I believe. No, no, no. It was the owner of SoulCycle, who owns a couple of big national chains. Huh. He's a big Trump donor. There you so go. I was really hoping that we would follow, you know, along those lines, but oh, no, tell that me didn't it. happen. Yeah. So by my timing, the very earliest that gyms would open would be June 15th. That's if three weeks from basically yesterday, yesterday today, and then another three weeks from there, so six weeks, puts it at us at roughly June 15th. You know what we 15th. need to do? We need to help that barber buy a gym. That's what we need. To are do. there any? Are, I was going to look this morning before I left to come here. I was going right. to. I was going to Google. Are there any gyms open? 
Right. Because I might have to take a detour into downtown Snohomish and right. just rip Gym a for big sale. workout. <laughs> just look I for just want to work out. Sale. I yeah. want to work out. No, it drives me crazy. Yeah. I, but, uh, okay, so walk that one through, though. All right, you want to get a haircut, which I, I do need to get a haircut. I don't necessarily want to go to a place that a million people have gone through just immediately after this has kind of been raised. There are zero precautions in place. I mean, I'm a cowboy. I think it's oh. Floby time again. <laughs> just it's, let the hair rip. No, the Floby. You know, it's oh, like that the thing combo that cuts, vacuum yeah, hair. Yeah, your, it's yeah. time for that again. <laughs> Bring I think it I'm back. just, just going to go with long hair. Right. But same thing with that. I mean, I'll take some massive risk just because. Yeah. But going into a hair place like that, that, you know, zero safety precautions, same thing with the gym. I'm going to probably hold off until I get into a place that has some pretty big precautions in place. Or at least maybe maybe it's going to take a week or two for me to work through, okay, those guys aren't dying and they're not all transmitting an enormous amount of the Rona around. Right. So maybe this is okay. That's my other thought that keeps coming back into my head, which is from basically like CNN, mm-hmm. is we're going to have a massive round two of Outbreak. But isn't the whole point, I thought, and here's the thing where I feel like I've got to disconnect with Governor Inslee. I thought our whole point was hospital capacity, ventilator availability. Right. And, um, like, didn't we get all this stuff set up to have all this extra stuff? And then we ended up telling uh, the government that we didn't need it. Like, down at uh, CenturyLink, they were going to do a whole bunch of stuff, and we yeah. decided we didn't need the space. Well, so if we are doing so well that we have so much available, why aren't we then taking action commensurate with that, which is let's open it up because we have the space available, and if we have the space to give the care, aren't we limiting the risk in that way, like there will be upticks, and now I'm yeah. scared to death that we have a governor who, the minute we get an uptick, shut down, we shut it down again. Yeah. And my whole point, the whole point is, you can't flatten the curve and survive economically. So you have to figure you out a way to mesh one the two or well, the other. You've got to yeah. bring the economy back in a yeah. way that is working, and more people getting the virus but not having fatalities because we have the care for it. I thought that was the whole point. So now we have it, but we need to still wait. I'm still not clear on how the testing is really going to make a difference. Are we really going to have each person who decides to go out in public each day get tested every day? Because that's the only way it can matter. Like Yeah, yeah because once you get tested, say a week goes the next by moment and you, get you, can it, get it. you can get it. Yeah. So does this really help us? Right. I mean, it's basically like the HIV crisis, except you're having unprotected sex every, every moment single day. after the test. Right. Yeah. Just exposing yourself. Right. If you go out in public, that's the deal. Right. So the, the whole point is, I'm like, I don't even see how that testing is beneficial to what we're trying to do. But it's a giant expense and a giant like way for the government to just spend time and money on something that I'm just not even quite sure I understand how that's even going to have an impact. Right, right. And we are, how is California doing? I think they're doing either. All we're doing is griping right now. You do like I, all I'm, I'm we're but, analyzing. but it makes no sense. We're, we're analyzing yeah. from a business background. Okay, there we go. Washington is doing, they have upped their testing to between four and 6,000 a day. And they want to be at, I think Inslee wants to be at 20 or 30,000. 
and California is already at forty thousand a day. Uh huh. So, but and we're complaining about not having the equipment to do the the, the swabs. We don't have enough swabs. How does Cali have swabs and we don't? Uh, I, again, I, I'm maybe Santa Pence didn't give Governor Inslee everything on his uh, Christmas wish list. I mean, what honestly, else do we have? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just it's hard to tell. I feel like. Uh, our state has done a good job of picking some things to go by that are different from the other phases and yeah. not clear enough for anyone to really have an idea. Like I just, the biggest issue for me is I feel like our governor thinks he's communicating with us by communicating multiple times. Yeah. But I just, I, you, I gotta have say, something to say. Yeah. I've got to have yeah. him come out, concisely give some details yeah. and set some expectations and show everybody transparently here's what we're looking at all the time to determine what we're going to do and right. why and even if i disagree with it then at, at least, least you would i know. know yeah at least you would know and that's yeah. how i feel too is yeah all right if you're gonna beat me down that's fine but tell me up front you're gonna beat me down and this is what we're gonna do right now we have these running targets where we don't mm-hmm. really know and for a guy like you you've got businesses that really depend on having people in your bars physically in your right. restaurants sorry no no in restaurants and yes and yeah. you see that um i read a, another article this morning about uh written by a journalist who happens to own a restaurant and he was his his guess and again he's probably just trying to get eyes on his thing but his guess is that um 80 of restaurants and bars cannot survive the kind of startup that is being proposed by everyone that's one of my main questions for you is how many of these restaurants will not open back up like yeah so may 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 you know whenever you open up in may or maybe mm -hmm. it's early june how many just don't even hit the starting line they're like i'm out like pyramid brew house right down by safeco field Mm -hmm. and the mariner stadium well, and, you know, and I've always, I've already heard about a few um, in like establishments that most people would know in the area that have lived on the east side for any time frame. That um, it's not the pump house, is it? No, I haven't heard that one. Oh, That'd be love terrible. The pump house. Yeah. Um, any, um, but like establishments where softly people who know people in the industry are like, yeah. hey, just so you know, this one's being listed. If you're interested, let me know. Kind wow. Of yeah. This is going to be a last man standing for small business. If oh, yeah. you can get through it and somehow manage to come out on the other side, you're going to have so much less competition. Well, yeah, no, and truly, and I look at even in, I mean, in Kenmore, for example, I have a really good relationship with the other um, bars and restaurants in Kenmore. There's There's a number of them that are all there. Some of them don't have um, licensing to be restaurants. Some of them are just a bar license. And I yeah. look at those and I'm like, it's, I mean, it's sadly a little beneficial to me in the fact that I'll be able to open up a little bit earlier. Yeah. So the options aren't really going to be as much as they usually are for people. But I look at the opportunity like opening up at 25% occupancy for a bar like that means that let's just do the calendar now you know we're at um 
we're at maybe the beginning of June when I get to open. You're at three weeks later at the earliest when we go into phase three, which is, which is like, when a bar gets to open. Yeah, so maybe we're there at the twenty whatever, the twenty second of Oh, that's June. brutal, Dan. But that's, now they're that's opening, when gyms open. Yeah, but now they're oh. opening at twenty five percent on at the end of June. Like they're not moving up to fifty percent until way past that it might be august and so they're now, still hemorrhaging money at 50 percent. Right. oh no none of our leases are negotiated in a world where we have limited occupancy right by the way your income is going to go down by at least half right and that means you are open for 50 percent capacity oh, no, in phase I, two but that doesn't mean 50 percent of your capacity is going to be there well and for bars and restaurants in particular like my insurance is based on last year's sales. We had a great year last year. I've been talking to my insurance agent. I was just like, hey, should I just cancel my policy now? And then let's look at my sales over the last 12 months now and just buy a new policy because he, he, he's kind of dollar he's, cost average. Yeah, he's telling decline. me there's nothing I can do. Like yeah, I can host. cut some coverages, but I'm required to have some huge coverages on the bar restaurant uh, policy. So, like, my largest expense right now while I'm in shutdown is paying for my insurance policy, which, by the way, won't give me any income for business interruption because, of course, this doesn't qualify under the policies. You know, What would qualify? Is it um, if the bar got physically blown re- down? I, I don't know. Attorneys wrote it up, so yeah. I'm sure it's almost nothing. But yeah. it, it's something, I looked at mine, too. And yeah. It's like, ugh. It's something where um, I look – but I just look at it and I'm like – Again, I'm not complaining about it, but I'm like, let's just really realistically look at what we've got going on. You've got, um, you know, Henry's Tavern, all those places declared bankruptcy well before this Way happened. Way before, yeah. You've got um, all of the places around Safeco Field and, or I'm sorry, T-Mobile Park yeah. and CenturyLink. All of those places depend on the business, the big events, bring them to make them their money so they can be open at the other times. Right. And, um, and that that is something that I hadn't really worked through I saw the notification on the Pyramid Brewing, and I'm like, oh, bummer, because I really like Pyramid's Hefeweizen. Mm-hmm. Beer, I think it's good beer. And I like stumbling over there after a game right. or a you concert grab and yeah. grab something. And then I was like, man, that's a pretty big hit. But the real hit for them is all the traffic from all those games. Absolutely. Foot traffic is not there. Yeah, and that's that's so all of their money. Basically. Yeah, that's all of their money, and yeah. that's not going to be there in probably 2020. Right. So I like those are the <laughs> things where I'm just saying you know it's going to change the shape of what your uh, options for your entertainment dollar are, and I mean, it will be great for those that can stick around. Yeah. I mean, not great. It'll be survivable for those that can stick around. Yeah. It's surviving. It's not thriving yeah, because there's no way. Anybody who's dependent upon a lot of people coming out of the woodwork, coming out of their their caves, they're not going to do – the fear factor is too great right now. No doubt about it. And even in a couple of weeks, I think you will see that big surge and people, I think – And it'll tail off because people are like, you know what? We don't have a lot of money ourselves. Maybe my wife lost her job, whatever. We're kind of hunkered down too. Let's see how this round two of COVID – exploding goes right but i you know i think there's that quick i'm gonna run out get a haircut 
I'm going to go to the gym, see how it goes. Oh, the gym sucks because it's all locked down and I can't do my machines. Right. You know that's going to happen. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be just a bunch of diehards mm-hmm. out there. And and I think people going out, that the first people going out through that shoot, they are going to get like ridiculed on social media for being too aggressive. Yeah. No, and I mean, and I even look, you know, you see um, the media just pounding on Georgia for what they're doing. But in in retrospect, looking now at what they're doing and how the people like they're complaining. I saw an article and it was that classic article where they're trying to make a controversy where there's not one. Where basically the governor of Georgia is making people as human sacrifice basically going on, making people decide whether their lives or their uh, safety are most important. Now they're turning it into a controversy where it's the state's fault now that people need to decide from being super poor because their job isn't working or killing themselves to go to work. And my whole point is I'm like, no, the governor of Georgia has done what I'm asking to have done. He's given information to people. Some businesses are opening. Some are choosing not to. And what they're doing now is now they have the control of whether... They have the option. Yeah, whether their finances or their health are going to dictate their decision or if they think they can shelter their health enough to make it make sense financially to open up. Like for when I look at my place, my cost of doing business is going to skyrocket to do less business in this situation. I'm going to have face masks. I'm going to have way more cleaning that needs to be done. Just I'm general overhead. General overhead will yeah. way more to-go boxes. Like right. all of these things, huge costs. And it's, and I mean, I'll probably have to have Huge costs, um, reduced revenue because of reduced capacity. Right. Bottom line. And um, and that's ongoing for the for what really looks like at least the remainder of the third quarter and into the fourth quarter. I can't imagine it being sooner than that. Yeah. And when does when does I, uh, the fourth phase happen? That phase four. That's when we go back to to normal. And so that could that would conceivably be in. July, if all things went well, I believe. But no, I mean, do you really see that happening? No. no. So, I mean, no. phase four is... That's kind of Narnia. That's just, yeah. like, I mean, nightclubs, concert venues, large sporting events. Yeah. I mean, like you and I were talking about before, the major concert tours that are supposed to happen, like now, Rage Against the Machine, Dave Matthews Band, they've all canceled, and they are going with June of 2021. Right. Which and is more than a year from which now. Which is more than a year from now. And that's probably when their insurance carriers are like, yeah, let's earmark that. Because there's no way they're going to go this summer or this fall. By the way, I'm sorry. I just looked at page uh, at phase four and I'm so it just it's just kind of awesome to see at the very bottom that even in phase four, they are going to require good hygiene of people. Of, yeah. I mean, it's but you, need, you must continue to practice physical <laughs> distancing and good hygiene. Right. I, they're taking away my rights to have to not. Dirty have, hands. Got, it's yeah. your right to have dirty hands if All you right. want. So let's go back. So you are going to have to have way. So let's look at when you first go back, mm-hmm. way more expenses. Mm-hmm way less revenue have you kind of run the numbers for like how long you can do phase two no but i do know that without revenue i can't do any phases <laughs> so no no i mean that's, yeah, that's the main right. thing yeah. that's the that's that's phase one for you right and in phase one 
zero revenue, still have overhead. Right. And that's what so many people don't understand is that when you own a small business, you're still paying out no matter what. No, absolutely. And, and that's my whole point. I'm like, if I owe it to num- myself and to my employees to be like, okay, let's go. And I mean, it's much easier to figure out how to cut costs than it is to figure out how to bring sales in. Like you've got to have sales to even be able to talk about all of this other stuff. And um, the the savings, like, I don't I think we talked about it before. Like your average restaurant was probably about 27 days worth of savings in the business. And we're like double that in the time we've been shut down now, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, and it's even worse for bars. Like it's, it's a situation where... Um, I'm talking to um, people that have been in business. Uh, the gentleman that uh, does all of the auditing for my uh, pull tab games um, does it for a ton of bars. He just has a huge storage space where he stores them for six months like Gambling Commission requires, does all the audit work for These me. These are the actual pull tab machines. Right. And um, basically, he's telling me, he's like, hey, I may not be able to keep my business open coming out of this. He's like, I have a certain group of people who are going to do business, but with social distancing, with less people in right. the bars, less gambling less will be gambling. taking place. And this is a guy who's been doing this forever and has the largest pull tab audit gaming system in the state. And he's a guy who's like, I don't know how I keep the thing open because my revenue is going to be decreased so, so much. much. And, I hadn't even thought of that. So yeah. pull tabs. Yeah. I mean, and that's Destroy. a huge moneymaker for bars that, yeah. are, that are doing them. So. All of these things add up. And again, I get it. Everybody's going through this. But my my whole point is I'm like um, the hashtag stay home, stay safe crowd. Like just understand that, um, you know, it's it's not sustainable at all. We're past when it's sustainable. And I know we're in the middle. Like I was encouraged that like I'll probably when I leave here today, I'm going to go get my dang car washed. I'm kind of excited about that. You know, I've never been so pumped about such a mundane thing. Isn't that weird? So the car wash I go to is like this little single lane deal um, in and it's in my Chevron gas station. They've been open the whole time. But that's a touchless kind of like it just happens, right? Now, there's a guy who comes out and wipes it down afterwards. Huh, good for them. All but, right. But, but I, and, then, and, and so this weekend I saw car washes are open. I'm like, I've been hmm. getting a car wash this whole time. Yep. Like maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, there's, maybe they got in under some, who knows? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, either. honestly, I, 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 I truly just want people to make the – I mean, that's – kind of what our whole life is about in America like use the information you have to make the best decision you can make for you and those around you that's just it and I just think our faith in allowing people to do that has sorely been kind of taken out of our hands right now yeah and we're just giving up our civil liberties left and right yeah go ahead chip us just put a chip right there (laughs) again I like Give us what some guidelines are. And again, right. all of these are just guidelines. These are not rules. I mean, no. you, you you have the uh, the social 
um, shaming that will go on for people that go yeah. their own way in this. Because people feel comfortable shaming others because they Absolutely. feel like this is something they can really get behind. Absolutely. And, it's, again, yeah. tell us what to think. We will do what you're told to do. There's yeah. just a large number of the population that that they is need comfortable. to be told. Yeah, it's comfortable. Yeah. They typically don't run businesses. I know, but it, like again, it's. Um, I just wish Facebook would tell me what to do. It'd be so much easier. Yeah, just, you could just log in and <laughs> oh, okay, all right, let's do that. Right. So, okay, so when you crank back up, you are going to be spending even more money than Hell, normal yeah, because lots. of all the overhead. Right. The onerous overhead of of operating. So more overhead. Mm-hmm. Less income, and that's right. going to go for at least three weeks, if not more. Well right for that, yeah. And then football season is the best season to be an owner of a place like mine. That's going to change too. Although there might be less people getting to go to the games, so maybe I'll have better business during the games. But there's so much of this. I may yeah, not have occupancy that so, we just yeah. don't know, and and we're not going to know until we go back, right? Because we have no precedent for this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, we just, I mean, you can't go back to the Spanish flu of 1918 and say, well, what would happen then? Because wildly different society today. Right. And so then, all right, so more expenses, less revenue, Mm -hmm. and then you get to open up further in stage three. Yeah. You get to go to um, 75% capacity, right? Yeah, and exceeding 75% capacity is a problem I would love to have. I mean, that's... That would be That'd be great. Yeah. You you would need that for a sustained period to make up if you're ever going to make up. Yeah, and, the income loss. Well, and even think about it in the bar industry and in most industries prior to this, it was a hey, if you're standing up and you're not running a fever, you're working, you know. And now, I'm probably going to need to be significantly. Oh, kind of, kind of a yeah. yeah. So, am I'm, I hungover or is that a fever? I right. No. So, but I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, I'm <laughs> absolutely critical that my customers see me being concerned for their safety. So. Um, well, you're dealing with the general public, too. It's not like you're running an office where everybody's in their cubicle. Right. You've got that interaction. Oh, no but, doubt. But people like the – I went into your bar – I went into your restaurant and ordered some takeout. And mm-hmm. one of your uh, one of your longtime customers was there, and she was literally lying on the pool table just, oh, I missed you so much. Right. Those people are going to yeah. come back no matter what. Right. It's the marginal people that you need – to get you up to that 75% or over, mm-hmm. you need those people to come out of the woodwork. And that's what we don't know right. long term what's going to happen. And nobody's going to have the courage to tell people that they're safe. They're going to ask people to be way more cautious. Like they're, it's, it's like we're all being coached where it's kind of like when you're – like back when you played sports and stuff. Like there's such intensity in the level of preparedness you need to have – it's that same thing. People are being absolutely like, you need to build a huge fortress around your home and make sure nobody breathes in your yard, you know. And bringing people back from that, I mean, I'm not going to really see. There's No one's going to be wanting to be that person who stepped out in front and said, now it's time to get out. So, Like the governor of Georgia. Right. So it's just going to yeah. be sustained the way. It's really going to take a long time to bring the confidence of the public back. And, yeah. And I... And again, not just for me, for whether it's coffee shop on the street, whether it's bookstores, whether it's the mall, whether regardless of what it is, 
you're going to see huge differences in what people are um, willing to do and across the board. There'll be some people that are like, I'm back, I'm just doing what I want to do. There'll be some people that are just like, I may never be able to live my life again. You know, I, so it's going to be all over the map, completely un... You just have no idea what's coming. And every business will deal with that. Every business will have lower sales. Every business will have less employment. Everybody will have less money. The food chain is so big and encompassing that you can't have a certain segment taken out and not have it affect everybody. Right. And it was just... And it was just housing last time, and it created chaos. Yeah, that was me. Right. But but now, it's just everything. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, it's everything. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because... Yeah, it's it's just this overall impact to everybody. And that's what we're not focusing on right now is how much impact we're creating by doing what we're doing, kind of monkeying around. Well, maybe the numbers are down. We're looking good, but boy, we sure don't want to have a, a repeat of that, do we? Right. So let's just hunker down some more and we'll talk about phasing in the phases for the phases. And what are we going to do now and with states being at different paces? Because I just heard, uh, I need to verify <coughs> it, but I did hear yesterday, I think, that Portland is pushing theirs out till the end of June. Is that, that just Portland or Oregon? I'm sorry, Oregon. Oregon, Oregon. Yeah, I had heard something yeah. in Oregon, yeah, as well. I, is hap- Portland the only city in Oregon? No, I'm totally kidding. Well, there's Eugene. Yeah. All right. Um, (laughs) But but, yeah, what happened? What happened to the whole? We're going to have this coalition of five states, and we're all going to do the same thing. Right, and that's not happening. Never happened. Yeah. Right, and there were seven East East Coast states. Yeah, and I haven't been paying attention to that as much, but I I feel like um, we're going to get to the point where we've got like borders between states that are going to have to be like. Safeguard, like they, like the states with with few and with a low infection rate and low de- deaths, they're not going to want to have us around, right? No, like, and I, like I went down to, um, I just did a trip down to Vegas where I was like there for one night, came back the next day, and um, no fun involved at all, unfortunately. Well, the, the strip isn't open, down. yeah, but um, nothing's open. As you fly into Vegas, like there's a sign at the airport that they want you to self quarantine for 14 days when you come in, yeah. And they weren't enforcing it or doing anything of that nature, but um, I feel like, yeah, there's going to be some measure of how are they going to do that again. I just think not enough answers, too many questions. And we're basically just sitting in the same spot we were with a few numbered phases. We've got we've got some phases here. Yeah. I mean, what do you feel like? I think um, I feel like the uh, the need for housing in the area is going to stay strong. But what are qualification standards and mortgage loans like? What are they going to do? Like, what the heck is happening? Just had Dan Chapman on the podcast yesterday. Uh huh. And a lot of that is changing. There's no jumbo loans. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's like one lender doing a jumbo loan, and the criteria is pretty brutal, and it's not that big of a loan. HELOCs are basically out, home equity lines of credit. Absolutely. Credit scores are higher, not onerous, but it's it's changed. Mm -hmm. Down payment requirements, eh kind of about the same right but that's if you can get your loan kind of through the pipeline so much what the fed is doing is kind of impacting the lending world that we're just in this you know kind of wait and see game and these lenders are backing out of these programs left and right and because of forbearance right you don't necessarily have to so with all that is the um 
is the era of disposable income gone? I mean, truly for America? Here's the thing. Do the rich get richer and everybody else suffers? That's absolutely what happens in these scenarios. You know, right now, Amazon, Walmart, and uh, I don't know, name your grocery chain. Costco. Yeah. Just Killing it. Crushing, crushing it right it. now. Yeah. And of course, you're safe going into those stores, but you will die if you go into a mom and pop. If you pop go into a mom and pop, you're shit. done. Yeah. I mean, you're going to. still don't even understand how that's the case. Yeah, but the one that really got me was that uh, government construction can operated right on through, mm-hmm. and yet private construction couldn't. Yeah. I just couldn't wrap my head around that. But there's a lot here. Yeah. So, what could Governor Inslee have done differently? I don't know. I feel like he's really focused on some different numbers than what the federal phases were, and I want to know why. Um, like, he's like, I think he feels like the testing is going to help him manage the infections per per or exposure. I, I can't. I don't even know what that is. You know, like his um, additional in, uh, infections per person who tests positive or something. I can't remember what that is. But like, the point is. Um, I just want to know what happened to the simple federal guidance that was issued by the CDC, who's supposed to be the group that knows the, the all most. And all. Yeah, yeah. Right. Why are we, uh, we not? We just don't reference that at all. Yeah. Do we? What happened at to all? that? And yeah. why have we left that in the dust? And why wouldn't we move forward in cooperation with the federal government doing? like what they're looking for us to do. Why do we have a better idea? Because our idea is much more ambiguous mm-hmm. and we can direct that however we want to. And I say we loosely, mm-hmm. our government can direct that narrative to what makes sense for them. And right now it's not a very aggressive stance. Yeah. And my biggest thing is I can see it when I talk with other people that like, um, I feel like there's a group in the middle of this who's just like, this is this is kind of cool, except for the fact that I got to stay home. Like I'm getting paid well. Um, I'm saving some money because I can't go out and do anything. And if I need to stay in, I'm staying in, and I'm not. I'm not working as hard. I'm getting paid just the same. Like I don't know how big of a group that is in the general public, but like when I talk to people who are in a different spot than I am, like the realization on their faces. I'm like I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, hey. Here's reality. Here's they're like, reality. They're like, well, didn't you go get your free payroll money? I'm like, well, yeah, but but that you're not operating a business that you can spend open. it on. Right. Yeah, you're not open. Yeah. So that's the disconnect. And all the people you described are salaried workers with benefits mm-hmm. at big companies who will continue to do well. And the rest of us are small business, and we're out doing what we have to do to kind of survive. And that's the way it's always been. And that's, and you and I have talked about why Georgia opened. Right. Because so many of their businesses are lower socioeconomic Hmm. and those guys need to work. They got to go. It's go time. And they don't have the ability necessarily to get the paycheck program protection. Yeah. They can't get federal funds. Yeah. Because of the way they've structured their businesses. Maybe they don't pay taxes the way they should. Right. Well, and no, and again, and that's part of um, the whole thing is like, and again, I was given the choice a long time ago in my career where it's like, I can feel safe in that salaried position until the company decides that they need to cut staff and then they'll cut staff according to whatever makes the most sense for the company. And 
unfortunately, that's going to be delayed, but that will be coming based on the whole way the economy is going to go. So I, I again, I feel terribly because I'm just sitting here and all we're doing is talking about what's not working, what's not clear, what's not available. But like in the end, what I'm hearing concern for everyone is just frustration with, yeah. hey, um, you got to get this show on the road. Yeah. Like and put some control into my hands. Let me take like. You know, the reason we live here is because of the fact that we get to, we aren't all going to necessarily be uh, be able to be the winners, but we get to control what we do in a system that gives us an opportunity to be the winners. And right now, um, whether he likes it or not, whether he meant for it to be that way or not, um, Governor Inslee has a large part of picking who the winners and who the losers are in the current yeah. situation. And again, that is a decision Not that's cool. got, but I mean, again, yeah. anybody in that spot would have to be that guy a little bit, but, um, in the end, it's like, we're people who are used to being able to, Hey, we know the rules. Now let's go uh, play by the rules. Like if we've got four phases, show us the numbers that are there for the phases, show us what we get to do in the businesses to open up now, let it play. Because because no you more I, ambiguity. You and Let's I talk about hey, have you seen the numbers that Inslee's pointing at? And you and I can't figure out are these trending? They look like they're trending down to me. All the data to me looks like it's in line with where we need to be. Right. And, and yet we've got all these statements of we're not out of the woods yet. Right. No. And, and again, and it's like such a. It's the difficult part is it's very, very unclear. And and. And at the end of the day, we're just left sitting here like wondering what's going on. And it, it truly is a situation that I feel like um, his opportunity to really do well and give some clarity is right there for him. He just needs to take it, you know, and deliver bad news, whatever. You know, like Kind of like Gavin Newsom in California has. Right. He's done a pretty Say darn what good it job. Is. Yep. Yeah. And he calls it. The the comment that I saw him make when all the people went to Huntington Beach to kind of let cut loose a little bit, his comment was, yeah, this virus doesn't take the weekends off. Basically right. saying, hey, we're not out of this yet. And literally, California was still having some pretty major numbers. Right. And yet you got people partying on the beach. Mm-hmm. We don't have that because it's not warm enough here yet. Right. <laughs> we don't have that issue. But I kind of feel like if we did, it would be brutal and we would be set back weeks if that happened. And we're so afraid of having something like that happen that we're not moving forward as quickly as we could. Right. No, and and again, and in the meantime, like for me, for my business, I probably step back. You know, I'm probably, uh, I don't know, 20 to 25, maybe 30 grand every month, simply net, like just out the door money that I know I either figured out a way to pay now or need to pay later as we're going through this. Like every single 30 days is you take probably a grand a day minimum that's just done and out the door. Just gone. Whether I'm yep. doing the takeout food or not yep. doesn't really have a huge impact on right. that. So that's you with resources and you're a smart guy and you've put money aside. And my businesses are small. Like that's the thing. I'm I'm like when they talk about the PPP loan monies that have gone out, 
and how they're going to hardcore audit the people with $2 million loans, I feel awesome about that because you're totally I am nowhere down. close to that. Right. I'm such a low number. Right. They hardly they're probably even remember. I, don't, yeah. I think I'm within their rounding of what their yeah. total good ah, That guy's good. He's, yeah. got two, he's got two bars. He's right. got two restaurants. Let's give this one to but him. But when I look at how difficult it is for me in the middle of this... Yeah. And I'm looking across, you know. And you've got financial reserves because you're a smart guy and you have that rainy day fund. Well, I, I did in the middle yeah. of February. Right. Yeah. And that's now being. So my point is, is how many places, how many food establishments and bar establishments don't have that and are now in the middle of uncle. Right. Exactly. That's what's happening. And then in return, how and many real estate people are going to be screwed? Like Just you know. goes right on down the line. Yeah. So what does it look like when you open up on day one, whenever that is? What Physically, like when we walk into your, into your restaurant, what are those changes going to be? Again, cleaner than ever. Yep. Absolutely. So super clean. Yeah. And um, obviously with less seating, the maximum is going to be like five people per table. You're going to have to have social distancing somehow set up. I've tried to figure out if I'm going to screw all my bar stools into the ground so they can't be moved. You know, I mean, I don't know. You know. Yeah, that's true because otherwise somebody moves, you know, somebody has a few drinks, they move their bar stool around. Hey, right. you're at four and a half feet. You're not six feet. Yeah. I'm about to touch my face, but I did wash my hands. Right. Clear you touched that. your face yeah. with gloves on. No. <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> yeah. I, um, but I, I feel like the, um, in, in general, I'm going to have more staff. I'm going to have more costs. You're going to need to have more staff yeah. to do the stuff you're required it, to. Plus, I'm going to need thousands of dollars to repurchase all of the items I need to be able to sell. And then I'm going to hope that I get enough business in the door that I actually can pay for all the stuff I just did to reel. You need to get that that cash flow rotation coming through. Yeah, exactly. And that's going to be, who knows? Yeah. Who knows how that's going to be? But I mean, go. welcome to business. I mean, that yeah. is business. And, yeah, but and, business yeah. during a pandemic, a little yeah. different. I mean, this has been a major shutdown. And at the same time, I'm probably going to be thinking about what opportunities are now available in the market that are going to be more pandemic proof. Like, do I need to get a pizza place? Or, you know, what, what do I need to do? So that when um, when everything that and again I, when everything is taken away again, what am I going to do at that point in time? I feel like I need to be planning for that. You know, I mean, next for, step, get yeah. through this first, right, and then kind of think about, wow, if we have another one of those, you know, yeah. that that one saying, shame on me twice, you know, right, whatever that right, is. Right, right. It's like no, but it is. It's like you know, and you and I have talked about this. We're like, if I had just kind of absolutely cratered my business myself, I could walk tall just being like, yep, I sucked at that. You know, That wasn't for me. Yeah, exactly. I got yeah. no issues with that at all. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the having zero control of it, and, then con- and it's the prolonged zero control of it. Like yeah. a hurricane hits, and then you just rebuild and move forward. Like right. It's the how long will it go on, and it's the not knowing. I really yeah. truly believe it's the not knowing that's more frustrating than anything else in this deal right. and the lack of control you have in the middle of it. And I'm sure everybody that's watching this or listening to it feels the same way. Mortgage dudes are doing less business. Real estate people are doing less business. Yeah. And no matter how you prepared for that, it's weird how fast what you thought you had prepared gets eaten away, even when you're downsizing big time it on what you're doing. It takes so long to put money aside for reserves. And it's and gone so, so quickly. quick yeah. when you're like, oh. 
this is good. And especially yeah. when you've got fixed costs like you do of rent, some pretty major rent. Yeah. And again, I, I like my and again, my my landlords have been super cool and flexible through this thing, but they're going to get paid at some point. And what that's going to be is me foregoing money I would actually be able to take from the business to do things in the business or you know, I mean You're there's covering overhead. Yeah. And not covering just, Dan's overhead. Yeah, exactly. Dan's overhead is surviving. Yeah, that, that's when you get a check. Twenty twenty will be. Did I pay yeah. all the overhead back by the end of Dan the year? Dan gets a participation ribbon. Still in business, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which that's a sadly that's a huge victory. This that's year. a big W. Yeah, exactly. That's enormous. Yeah. Well, Dan, I think we've covered. I think we've beaten to death what we feel should oh. be happening. Yeah. Um, and isn't necessarily happening, but here we are. Right. You know, so I will, cont- Cinco de Mayo, I'll be getting some, what is it? It's uh, shrimp tacos. Well, I'm making shrimp tacos at home tonight. I'm what? certain that at my bar we're What's at your bar? The, oh, I'm sure it's the tacos. Cinco de Mayo, today. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. So yeah. that's that's the move. Oh, and I've got the airplane bottles of some real high quality Jose Cuervo silver uh, tequila for the margaritas. It'll be spectacular. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. yeah. Good Could times. you imagine if we didn't have like takeout food? You know how this would be just like, oh, yeah, it's not a, good. Yeah, I'm, so so have you put on a quarantine fifteen or have you stayed pretty? No, I've broken even, okay. but it's uh, I, I I'm going to go in the wrong direction. No, I feel soon. like for me it's all yeah. it's stayed about the same, but it's just moving into different places. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. there's some muscle loss and some fat gain for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Dan, thank you so much for coming on. Look forward to seeing how you persevere through this because you're a smart guy, you're a hard worker. I know I know you'll get through, and you'll be one of those guys on the other end that's like, yeah, I made it through the Rona 2020. There you go. Thanks for coming on the podcast. All right. Everybody out there watching and listening, I'm Sean Reynolds from Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.